All right, it's a big it's a big week here at Block Party because uh, we're retiring the old theme song. I know it's uh, it's tough, but it's it lasted us for 103 great episodes. Thanks to Graham Wright, but we got a brand new theme song this week for our next 100 episodes. Rip it, Dan. Oh no, you got upset online. Looks like you're having a real bad time. Should have just ignored what I said, but now I've got proof that you read it. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you to Lydia Burrell for that fantastic brand new theme song. It gets me hype. It's got a very American pie feel. I I, I think that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. A bit of like nineties pop punk. Yeah. I enjoy it. I love it. Very good. Uh, Hello friends, idiots and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is blocked party. This is episode number 104. And uh, we have a great guest uh, joining us this week. We're thrilled to have him. He is, uh, he's got a long resume, a, uh, a four-time Pro Bowl NFL running back. He is now a Twitch streamer, a YouTuber, a podcaster, and he's uh, releasing music, hip-hop. It's fantastic. Under the name Bobby Fino. Arian Foster is here. Hi, Arian. Hey, Arian. Um, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Uh, yeah, pretty We're good. good. Pretty yeah, good. you, you know, it's Sunday morning, so... Feeling good. Beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, I, I noticed, uh, and you, you sort of brought this up when you first came on to the uh, the Google Hangout here. You were, um, you were just Twitch streaming this morning with a guy that um, uh, I, I, I tuned in for a few minutes, and it, it seemed, um, I was, it was, there was a lot going on there. <laughs> That's yeah, understatement. Uh, it, it was, it's a philosophical debate, but um, uh, without going into the details, he was saying things that he eventually ended up don't didn't even really believe and but still <laughs> believed it after i pointed out the reasons as to why it's illogical he was like yeah no for sure but uh, yeah this is just what it is and i'm like all right man <laughs> yeah he um i feel like you this has sort of been kind of a a recent thing for you <clears throat> checking out like your youtube and and your twitch and stuff that you kind of you sort of have people on that you feel like you would sort of fundamentally disagree with like philosophically and politically and kind of talk to them and um that's brave man i i'm, I'm that's impressive because i don't think we have the stomach for that no it's no. it's not all it's uh it's not all altruistic i think uh i think um <laughs> I, I um i i do it more so because it's like okay i, I want to I like, I care about how I think, like, does it, does it match with reality? Right. And so like all this stuff kind of matters to me. And so it's more like sharpening my sword. Like, all right, like if I run across something that is intriguing, I'll entertain it. And if at the end my mind doesn't change, then I was probably headed in the right direction in, in that train of thought. So yeah, that's, that's good. I, we don't sharpen our sword. No, we, it's not, <laughs> our swords are dull as fuck. We're just yeah. like bringing on. We're just like, ah, oh, we've done 104 episodes of this show, and we just only bring on people who agree with us all the time. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's very easy. Yeah. It's a sweet way to live. You can see where Stefan's sitting in a gamer chair. He hasn't had a bad thought in years. No, I love it. You know, I was just playing PS5 all day yesterday. It was excellent. You know? 
comedy yeah no i mean that's i mean that's that's cool yeah i don't think like who do you think Stephen? have we even had any remotely like challenging people on i mean we really haven't at all i feel like maybe the most challenging is just like our friend chris james who (laughs) is just challenging because like we know him so well he's a he's like a local comedian and he just like knows how to like piss us off but it's not like a like a political thing it's just he knows how to like get under our skin basically yeah. And we get under his skin. And that, like, that's about as close as we get, I think, where we're just like fucking with each other, basically. And like, that's what we do. Uh, I've got a Twitch stream as well, Arian. And we just like fuck around on the Twitch stream. And, and you just like, you know, get each other's goats, basically. And uh, yeah. I think that's about as close as we get. Uh, it's just like insulting each other uh, in, in front of like an audience, which is it's very fun. I highly recommend it. Sounds like a family, actually. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it really does. It's great. Yeah. Don't let Chris hear us say that he's a part of our family but no, yeah he, he but yeah yeah that, totally yeah. absolutely no yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah i i feel like um we don't uh yeah i feel like my sword is dull i've never done anything <laughs> hard uh well that's not true i'm teaching right now in during covid so that yeah that's, like, that's I tough that, that's like, a challenge that count as like i think a, that counts you're you're okay. a teacher during during covid19 and like there's a lot there's a new lockdown up here we're, we're up in uh vancouver bc uh gotcha. and so there's a new there's a new lockdown up here uh it's not great uh john i know a couple schools have been shut down yeah. because of COVID. so yeah they just uh, they just shut a few down this weekend yeah they're like that's it no more learning yeah <laughs> all my all my stuff is is inside anyway so the lockdown is just like oh okay i just can't have people over which i wasn't doing anyway so uh my little my little nephew's in high school and like he um have you, have you guys heard of the game valorant yes yep. Yeah. So he's like a he's a gold in Valorant, so he's pretty good, right? And so I, I gave him my account to try to boost up my uh, <laughs> my ranking. Yeah. And so, but like he's just, he just like he he in between classes he just plays games all day, and I'm like, yo, this is exactly what I wanted in school. Like it's you're, you're getting the college experience in high school. I'm like, bro, you're so lucky. Take advantage. Well, also like it's it's funny because like I I played like I, I play a lot of video games now. I'm not like. Great. I'm okay at like sports games and uh, and like online digital card games, but none of like the, I'm a terrible first person shooter. Um, but like growing up, uh, I would play just like a shit ton of video games, like original Xbox and stuff. And it got to the point where uh, my mom legitimately like cut the cable, like the plug for the for the Xbox, so I couldn't play because I was playing too oh. much. And she's like, "Oh, you think you're gonna make a career out of this? I mean, yeah." <laughs> eventually so yeah eventually i proved you wrong and she brings that up all the time and, and says I, I guess you were right Stefan. you know That's why um but but now kids like they they see that like all everyone they're watching is making a career out of out of like video games you can be a professional video game player you can be a professional streamer so no like once on a, on a serious note like one um I, I had a conversation with my sister because she's like frustrated with you know her you know her son and it's my nephew um and and i i changed her mind in that aspect of like you know she still thinks that she he should prioritize school and stuff and i'm like yeah sure but it's like our dreams when we were kids were, you know, I wanted to be a professional athlete. You know, she wanted to be, you know, whatever. Everybody wants to be something like w- what these kids see as a plausible uh, career path now is video gamers, is YouTubers. is It's like I, well, the way I looked at Michael Jordan is how somebody's cats look at ninja right so like that's how they see him and and to us we're like what are you watching somebody play video games won't you just play the video game what are you doing weirdo but (laughs) that's that's how they see it and it's like for us to judge that like we have to like take a look in the mirror as parents and really understand that there's a shift in our culture and this is part of it 
Yeah, and it's so it's so accessible too, right? Like like anyone can play video. You know, you you have the console, you can play video games. You have a computer, you can stream. You know, so uh, it's it's like uh, picking up a basketball or a football or a hockey stick or something, right? Like it's yep. Well, the only problem here's the only problem as okay. as a as a man who's teaching high school. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it he's is like, that, let me butt in here, dog. Yeah, well, you know, this is I I have no choice. This is I you know I'm teaching's not the same anymore, Arian. I gotta get I gotta get extra in when I can. But no, yeah. it's like if you wanted to be a professional athlete, you could find out that you weren't gonna be that which I think is important. Like, I think, you know, like when you're like 12 or 13 or 14 and you're still skinny as hell and you're still not very good at getting a basketball in a hoop or not getting tackled or whatever, like there's, there's at least a point where you, there's like a turning point where you go like, okay, I wanted to be a professional athlete. That's not realistic. Now I need to come up with another goal. Whereas I think the problem with video, and I, this is not a problem. I don't care if kids play video games. It doesn't matter to me. But I'm just saying is like, I think the problem is a little bit that kids think like, oh, well, I just have to keep playing. I just, there's like, there's no, there's no point <laughs> where you go like, you know what? I'm not going to be Ninja. I'm just not, I'm just not going to be there. I'm not going to, there isn't like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like there's now. like a, it doesn't seem like there's a skill cap, right? Because yeah. everyone just has a controller and the console and the TV and they're like, well, if they can do it, then I can do it. But that's not true. <laughs> no, I mean, you're not wrong, but I think that's kind of the, um, that's where we're at as a society is, uh, we make, and I, now I'm not talking about Ninja. I think he's, you know, he worked hard on his graph. He's good at what he does. But like in general, uh, our our culture makes stupid people famous all the time. And so there's an incentive <laughs> for kids to want to do and be stupid, right? Can you cuss on this? I don't, oh no, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Well, people do stupid shit all the time, and they and they are incentivized to do so. And so. To me, it's like I, I don't see. There's no remedy other than uh, having like uh, curriculum in our schools that actually address this specific thing and understanding the pitfalls of social media and the internet and streaming and all of that stuff. But other than that, we have to we have to kind of massage the thought that kids are. This is some of their dreams. It like it is what it is. And to 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 combat your point. Bro, I've met, matter of fact, we were in training camp, right? We were in training camp and there's like a grown 25, 26 year old dude dressed in cleats and spandex. And he's holding a sign outside of our training camp saying, just give me a chance. Let me in. I'll, I'll do this against this and yada, yada, yada. And he's screaming at the coaches. He's screaming every time they walk by. He's like, I can do this. I can. So it's like. To be fair, there's really no cap for, for, for those guys. You go to any 24-hour fitness across America, there's a dude telling you he can lock up Steph Curry. You know, it's just, it's like, so yeah, you're still probably right. You're probably delusions right. of grandeur in all genres. Yeah, I mean, there was that true. show which I, I feel like they should bring back. Uh, remember Pros versus Joes? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was that was that entire that. show. That was great. That was the entire that. concept. I loved it. I mean, you know, and it's so crazy that Bill O'Brien did sign him and he played for a ton of years. <laughs> and it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It explains a lot. Uh, no, but uh, it is true. Like it, it, it is, uh, I, I know, like I know that there are people who, because the problem is that the messaging comes from people who are already famous or are already doing the thing, right? Like the messaging is always, well, if you just work hard, then you can do what I do. Uh, because that's what I did. I worked hard and now here I am. And so if you just work hard, like every dream is possible. And it's like, 
Well, that's very easy to say <laughs> when you're when you've achieved the dream and you're at the top. Bro, I say this all the time, man. Well, now subsequently, when I was when I was in the NFL, I used to like I went back to speak to my high school and I spoke, you know, I, I, a lot of these speeches, and that was my blueprint, right? That's what I said. I was like, you can accomplish anything, and and don't listen to the naysayers, even if they're your teachers and your parents, and yet you know, do what you love and love what you do, and yeah, all that stupid shit. Now, nah, as a 30-year-old man, I'm looking back like, I had so many breaks along the way that if it would have went another way, I'd have been working a regular job. If it would have went another way here, here, like there's seven or eight times in my life where I was like, I got lucky as fuck. And it's irresponsible for me to say that shit to kids. Like, but it was, it was, my, I was basking in my own uh, accomplishment because I did accomplish a lot, right? But there were so many things. And so like, I remember I was on a panel one time and I was saying the same stuff. And there was this, there was this old black cat, man. And he was like, and I said that, that I don't have a plan B, you know, I, I didn't have a plan B. All I did was plan A. And he was like, well, I'm glad it worked out for you, young brother, but that's not what you should say to kids. Not only should you have a plan B, you should have a plan C, a plan D, a plan E. And the crowd was clapping. I was like, you idiots. But like, <laughs> as a 30 year old man, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could reach back and choke myself. Cause he's a thousand percent correct. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have like we we have the the podcast, and I've got like a, a Twitch stream, and like uh, I, I look at like the the stats for our Twitch stream, and you know we we average like five hundred and fifty viewers, which is like quite good. It's in like the top, you know three or 4% of all Twitch streams, but there are like a million Twitch streams out there, right? And yep. it's nowhere near like the very top where they're getting hundreds of thousands of viewers, you know? Uh, and so like, I have a full-time job also, you know, we've got, we've got the Patreon and the podcast, we've got the Twitch stream, but like you have to have all these like irons in the fire, you know? Yeah, you have to. Um, and, and that's what's more responsible to tell kids, which you're not wrong about. Um, I won't never... I'll never discourage kids from dreaming, but like right now I'm more realistic. So when kids are like, you know, I want to be this, I, I tell them like, I'm not saying you can't, I'm saying the odds are not in your favor. So you got to understand what it takes to get there. And a lot of it is luck. And that's another thing, right? Like with, with rich people, I hate when they, they don't, if you don't acknowledge the fact that you're rich because of some luck, like you're just a, not a good person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, so many, so many people are like born on third base, you know, and, yeah. and triple or like, even I got came from poverty, right? I came from the projects, but I got lucky, bro. I got lucky along the way. Like my dad moving to California, like certain, like I remember like if a dude doesn't get hurt, I never get pulled up from practice squad. Yeah. And who knows what could happen? You know, there's a lot of shit changes and it. it's luck a lot of it is luck oh yeah yeah and you have to acknowledge like your your luck or, or privilege or whatever it may be uh and and it's timing too so much of it is timing right like yeah. i i mean going back yeah. to the gaming thing i look back in college uh <clears throat> i was like unbelievably good at call of duty black ops uh <laughs> my, my kill death ratio was like 10 i was averaging like 35 40 kills a game like it was ridiculous my roommates and i we were so fucking good at it and <laughs> but it was like before streaming was a thing it was before anything like that and i look back and i'm like damn like if that was like five years later like, <laughs> mr uh, mr chance I, I, I missed my chance and now you know i don't have i don't have the muscle memory anymore i go back and i try and play first person shooter and it's like oh i, I just feel like an old man you know it's brutal yeah, I'm I'm slowly realizing that like but I am making progress in Valorant. Like, that's that's a quick game too. That's a very fast-paced game. Yeah, it's it's, it's so annoying though cuz it's like all right, so I I don't know if you know the ranking system. It goes iron, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, immortal, radiant, right? Yeah. Right now I'm currently iron, but <laughs> I was silver at one point and I was knocking on the door of gold and then they 
like I don't know if you know about the the schematics of it, but it's like it's a five verse five, and you plant the spike, and I don't know, but you always get random teammates, and so mm-hmm. they call it solo queuing. So if you solo queue, you just you never know who your teammates are gonna be. So like right now I'm in iron, getting thirty plus kills every single game, and my teammates are shit, and I can't <laughs> I can't I can't climb. I, that's why yeah. I have my nephew try to do it. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're you only get points for if your team wins. It's not like yeah, it doesn't matter. Nah, you de rank if you lose. I, I literally. Yeah. You could be the match MVP, most kills. You could be the nicest one on the board. If your team doesn't win, you lose and you derank. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm tired of deranking. Yeah, it's like that for me with uh, like playing NHL or playing Rocket League or something, right? Like if I, I can have like a huge game and if the, if the team loses, it's like, okay, well, you still just lose points, you know? Like yeah. and NHL, like solo NHL versus I got up to top 300 in the world in, in on PS4 last year, which is like, damn, this feels like an accomplishment, you know? Uh, but like no one plays NHL also. So that's, you know, <laughs> 5,000 people. <laughs> I had a buddy, um, uh, who, who, uh, I played with, um, he was on injured reserve and, um, he was literally top five in the world on mortal Kombat, like top five in the world. Holy shit. And I, and I was pretty good until, yeah. until I played him and I didn't get a, sh- a hit on him. I was like, dog, what is like, this is all I do, man. I'm like, I see <laughs> well because i feel like probably right if you're if you have the athlete's mindset where you're training every day you're practicing you're getting ready for the game like i can totally see how if you got injured you would need to direct that energy into something else right like it's just a routine thing you're like well I normally yeah. think about football for eight to 10 hours a day. So now I'll think about mortal Kombat for eight to 10 hours a day. Yeah, no. I, and that, that blueprint actually, interestingly enough, it, it's, it could be spread across any genre. So like I, I was watching <laughs> some Valorant tips videos. And so I'm listening <laughs> to these dudes are like, who are good. And they break down their games. Like I would break down my game uh, when I play football and it's, you could do this in business or anything. They, they break it down to certain aspects, you know, running and shooting shooting certain targets standing move and so and so they they lay out a practice guide and i'm like i don't got the time for this i'm just trying to have fun playing but like listening to them talk i'm like yo they take it so seriously this is why i can't get a kill on you (laughs) yeah i'm I'm like that with uh with like hearthstone which is like a world of warcraft like online card game it's like the nerdiest thing about me and my girlfriend hates that i I, very impressive the nerdiest thing about you yeah my 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 girlfriend hates that i play it like she's like i i I hate that you play this game it's it's so nerdy it's so stupid but what's worse is that i'll put like on our tv like on on like roku on youtube or whatever i'll put up like tips videos or like streams of other guys playing it be like well i'm trying to learn here you know and she's like uh, what is wrong with you that's completely insane i got a i got a nerdy thing that i just got put on and i'm mad i didn't get put on it earlier because it's fun as hell D D. oh oh okay i had never played D D. my buddy the dude that was on the stream with me that y'all was watching yeah jake he, he introduced it to me and i was at first he told me about it. i was like bro what the fuck are you talking what is this and he's like you play this and you make up this world together and i'm like that sounds corny, man. He was like, man, you just got to try it. So I tried it, and it's so fun, dog. I had no idea how fun it is. It's like you're writing a story together, and it's like, I don't know, it's, it's really imaginative, and it's right up my alley, and I'm just mad that we didn't do it in my neighborhood where I was growing up. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's super fun. Been, I mean, we've been doing yeah. it on our, uh, that's actually been one of our Patreon bonus episodes uh, for the last like three months. We're concluding it this month. We've been playing D and D as well. The two of us. And we're lucky. Uh, one of the listeners of our show is like an award-winning board game designer. 
Wow. Uh, and so he's he's designed a few, I think, three or four board games, but one of them in particular is like very very well known, very popular. And so he like grew up playing D and D. Said he has a D and D room in his house. Uh, oh, wow. And so he's our DM, and he's guiding Stefan and I and two other comedians through D and D. And like we're just so fucking dumb. Like we it took us three, <laughs> it took us three full episodes of doing the show to get into an actual fight because we're just so busy. Like we're just so busy doing the role play part of it and just like, fucking around that we're like, oh, what? we don't have to worry about exactly how this game works. We'll just like fuck around, play our stupid ass characters. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it, it's definitely, it, it's one of those things that you, I think from my experience this is the first time I've ever done it as well. It's like, you really get out of it, what you put into it. So yeah. like if you, if you get really into it and you embrace this sort of like story and role play aspect of it, it can be super fun. But if you just go in being like, well, this is corny as hell and I'm not going to try to develop my character or do anything cool, then it will suck and you won't have yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah at, at first, at first I was, cause I'm a rogue. Nice. I was just, I was just stealing everything I could. <laughs> I, I walk, we walk into a new town. I'm tapping everybody's pockets. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept getting away with it too. And there was like, dog, they had to, they had to, after the game, there's like, dog, you have to understand you're rolling good on these. Um, <laughs> and that's, an, that's another thing. Cause we do it online. Like I love the honor system, right? Like, and I, I play it truthfully. Like whatever I roll, I say I roll. Right. Yeah. But, um, it was like, they explained, it was like, dog, if, if you don't, successfully pull off these heists like we have to deal with those consequences and like it never it never dawned on me i thought i was just out here tapping pockets <laughs> <laughs> stefan you so, gotta start stefan's a rogue in our game i feel like you gotta start uh stealing yeah i haven't been stealing enough stuff but i also feel like i've been very unlucky with my rolling too so i don't know if, it, if it's like worth the risk you know but maybe next so, episode yeah so what i do is I, I i don't know if you have a mage hand yet do you have a mage hand no, no. A mage hand. A mage hand is, is this thing that where you where you have like so. You, what you what you should do is like get the D and D player's handbook, and like <laughs> you can see all like the spells and all this stuff, right? And so like my man's passed it to me. But also there's this dope app. Look how nerdy I am, bro. <laughs> this uh, is good. I like this. No, there's a re- it's a really dope app that kind of um uh uh it's called D and D Spell Five E, and it and like it allows you to type your character in, and it has all the spells available, and and whatever spell that you have or whatever abilities that you have, it lays out what level you are. This is just dope little character sheet. But anyway, um, this mage hand is like this invisible to them. It's a visible hand that you can like pick locks with you can you can pick pockets with and it's out is really dope so i got a mage hand it's one of the spells i got so i'd be i'd be in and out of things man oh man okay i gotta i gotta try that for next time yeah. i'm gonna have to get yeah, the you gotta get a mage sure. hand man i'm yeah, uh get what's your what's your rogue's backstory arian what's the like uh you know what where's he kind of coming from right so so because um this was my first time he allowed me to kind of like make some shit up so it's not typical D and D shit. So I made a lot of shit up and he was like, no, nah, cool, man. It works with the story. I like it. And so I'm, I'm, ori- I'm originally from one of the moons on our planet. And, uh, I, I just arrived and I don't know my backstory, but I'm trying to figure it out. And so oh, along cool. the way, we find little clues about who and what I am. Oh, that sounds good. Stefan, do you really want to tell awesome. Arian what your backstory is? Uh, yeah, I'm i I'm a rogue also. And, uh, I used to be a human toilet. Uh, so <laughs> I was, I was like, yeah. And I've sort of like bro- broken through. I'm no longer a human toilet and now I'm just like a, a regular rogue, but yeah, I had a rough, uh, sort of upbringing as a human toilet. Yeah. Getting, yeah. 
getting defecated on constantly. Yeah, probably. yeah. It wasn't. It <laughs> wasn't a, great. Yeah. And I'm a rich. I'm a rich guy in the show, or like a pretend rich guy. So, uh, so like it's sort. It's sort of come out over the course of the three episodes that <clears throat> um, I never used Stefan as a human toilet, but I have used human toilets in the past, and I've also used dogs uh, <laughs> as toilets. And so, so my character is very hated. I'm a bard, so I'm like the most annoying person in the party. Got you. Got yeah. you. And, and Always bringing really in a song, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. good. I mean, we, we're having fun with it. I, I I have to say, I didn't expect. I knew that you were like you know an online guy and you and you stream and stuff like that, but I didn't expect that we were. This was going to be like D and D chat with Arian Foster. I'm full of surprises, man. I know. I, I no, absolutely. I, I I totally agree, and I feel like it must have been you know when you were playing football. I assume that your your personality must have been a bit of a you know, a bit weird to, you know, chemistry wise with, with a lot of the guys on your team, perhaps. Yeah. It's not normal. Um, <clears throat> I, um, I, th- I think in general football players get a bad rap for that dumb jock stereotype. The movies right. portray, I don't, it's not that, but I think what it is, is when you, it's just like anything, like if you, if you're a scientist, right. And you grow up loving science and, and understand the culture, that's kind of what your life is all about. And so similarly, sports is 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 that way so a lot of cats that are in the league um they just love it they love football and they love sports that's never really been me i knew i was always good at it i loved the game but i was just never like y'all die for this shit i just didn't care like that right i was really just trying to get my family out of the situation we was in but i still gave my all to the game but um what more interests me than anything i was a philosophy major in college and what more interested me uh than anything else was um just like the fact that we like wake up every day we go to we go to work or we we do whatever we do and it's so routine and nobody knows why we're here <laughs> like yes it's wild to me like when you just step out of the construct of our society and our routine like yo nobody knows what's happening we're just like on this big ass planet flailing through space we don't know what it is we don't know where we're going and but you got to keep the lights on and so like somewhere in between those thoughts i exist and it's just fascinating to me so i just try to figure out what i can i'm interested in everything i'm interested in everybody like every different culture if you're not from where i'm from i want to know about it and so i just and i've luckily had the um opportunity to research a lot of this stuff uh because i the um you know the luxury of of the time to do the things that i love to do and the resources as well so i just i put it to use and i try to do as much good as possible then i turned to a fucking miss american pageant (laughs) (laughs) you brought it all around to the discussion giving a high school uh and just work hard and you can too (laughs) (laughs) well this is uh stefan and i are very this is a very jeremy bentham podcast it's all hedonism all the time arian so don't worry (laughs) whatever but uh yeah no i mean it, it's awesome i just it, it was very funny uh you know when you agreed to be on the show and then i started you know because obviously i i knew you as a football player but uh didn't and he, actually fun fact arian you i'm a stand-up comedian and you were actually in one of my jokes for a little while oh uh, let me know player yeah know. I, <laughs> it was uh face the have, music bro well, <laughs> No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't anything bad. It was literally it it was born out of a situation where um, I I play fantasy football and like so many others. And I was so I I was playing you uh, like you were on my opponent's team and you were playing on Monday night football. 
and I was and I was winning by like two points or something like that going into Monday night. So like obviously you were going to get more than two points and I was fucked. And so it just happened to be that you were the player when I came up with the idea for the joke, which was like, you know, fantasy football really like fucks you up as a guy because I'm just like a regular guy with good thoughts and good intentions. But then I'll be up to playing Arian Foster on Monday Night Football. And like literally the only hope I have is is you get hurt or die. I'm just like a good man. And I'm just like, you know what? If Arian Foster died today, that would actually be helpful to me. That would be uh, good for my app. Exactly, <laughs> right? And then it, it, it's just like, it fucks up your brain. You're like, why am I even thinking about this? But uh, but yeah, I can only imagine that, um, you know, you're you're obviously a pretty online guy. You, you, I would assume you got very sick of the whole fantasy football thing and people tweeting I, I, at you all the time. When I, when I was in the league, I, it, I did, but I, I didn't, under, and how could I have, but I didn't understand the ramifications of what it was and um, how big it had gotten and how to take advantage of that. I was just more so the humanitarian side of it saying, how come you don't see me as a human being? You just see me as that person that can help your team, right? So I was just more of that of because that, you get criticism all your life playing sports. Um, and it's, and that's weird in itself. And then to get criticism for something as silly as a game, I couldn't wrap my head around it. So I detested it, but yeah, I, I can imagine that's what I mean. Like, and that's yeah. kind of where the joke comes from where I'm like, okay, no, you gotta, you gotta take a step back. It's just a game and these are yeah. people and it doesn't right. matter like well, how you're many rational. points they get or whatever, but, but you're, well, I'm you're trying rational. To <laughs> yeah. Most people are not. And so, and so, you know, I, I, I hated it when I was in the league, but like now that I'm outside, Looking in, I see how I allowed my feelings. I mean, like I said, it's, it's rightfully so. I was justified in my feelings, but I allowed my feelings to not capitalize on something that I probably could have, you know, uh, done a lot more with. But uh, a funny, a funny part. Of, so, so now I don't hate it. This is what it is. I actually play fantasy football. But now a, a funny story is um, when I was in 2012. Um, <clears throat> I have a heart condition called. Um, uh, Fuck, what is it called? I should probably know. <laughs> uh, Doctor, what's wrong with you? I don't remember, man. Uh, I have CTE. No, um, I, uh, <laughs> it's called, uh, what is it, dog? Uh, my mom's here. She would know. Anyway, there's it's something with like, like one of the atriums every now and then misfires and uh, it, it sends it into um, uh, in, like an irregular heartbeat and it kind of fades away, but um, it's, it's startling and it's, 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 it can be dangerous, but mine is kind of mild. So anyway, I've had it since I was a kid and we were playing the Minnesota Vikings in 2012. And, uh, and right before halftime, I, I ran a play and some dude that kind of like, I stiff armed some dude and, and it like jolted it and it went into this irregular heartbeat. <clears throat> and I was like, you don't know, it feels like you're having a heart attack. Cause it feels like your heart can't catch the right beat. And so it's like, oh, it's really weird feeling. So I sat out the rest of the, the game until it uh, calmed down and some dude, the other day, a matter of fact, it was like a week ago, he tweeted me. He's like, I'll never forgive this piece of shit, Arian Foster, for, have, for having a fucked up heart that cost me a fantasy game. And some dude, and some dude was like, hey, bro, like, is his heart calm down? He's like, I don't give a fuck. And I thought it was, and I thought it was like he was just joking, but like, I, you know, I go on his timeline. He doesn't follow me. He's dead serious. He doesn't, he doesn't fuck with me because this, I was like, like God damn, dog. Like, it's wild. Like, I could laugh at that shit now, but if I saw that shit then, I would have probably wanted to put hands on him. But it's 
like it's it's wild how 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 people feel about that shit. It's really weird. Oh my god. Oh man. Yeah, like eight years. I mean, come on. Yeah, you gotta let that go. Yeah. I had forgot all about that whole game. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeted me randomly eight years ago. So I'll never forgive. Like, all right, man. I apologize for the ir- irregular heart. I don't. <laughs> oh my god. That is. Uh... Yeah, I mean, well, speaking of social media, let's move on to our social media updates. What a good segue. Boy, was it smooth. Stefan and John are going to bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied tapes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social social, social media. Uh, Arian, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media right now? Uh, right now it's just a whole lot of sarcastic Trump tweets, um, kind of making fun of that whole situation. And on Instagram, I'm pretty, I just kind of creep. I don't really post much. Um, that's basically it, man. I don't really do the Facebook thing. I have one, but, uh, I don't really open it. I mean, yeah, the, 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 the reason you're on the show is because you, you screen grab one of my posts, I think, which was the the screen grab of right after it was the day after the election, I think. Right. Uh, yeah. When uh, when the gap uh, posted a, a, was a, video, a video of a hoodie, <laughs> one side was blue and one side was red zipping up. I mean, that's something Hilarious. that like it's like like big corporations and big companies like trying to capitalize on just this like political uproar and like no question sell sweaters like who who is first <laughs> what i want to know is like who is dumb enough to see that ad and be like oh i really want to go buy a hoodie from gap now that makes me want to yeah. buy a hoodie you know i don't i don't know i think i think i think marketing works like you just have like 50 arrows in your hand and you throw up against the wall and whatever sticks sticks yeah, I mean, what what you see a lot, I, I find, especially on Twitter, is you'll see, uh, like, fast food companies or whatever, like, tweeting as if it's, like, an actual person. I mean, I know it's a person behind right. the account, but they're tweeting as if, you know, Wendy's is, yeah. like, a is just, like, an actual person. And it's, like, really unnerving to, to see that. <laughs> yeah, they, they hijack a lot of that content, too. Yeah, it's it's very strange, but yeah, the political stuff. I mean, the the gap. Bro, thing, but your just... tweet was fucking hilarious, dog. So <laughs> for the people that don't know, it was the, it was the gap. It was a gap commercial about the sweater, and some dude underneath is like, "That's dope. Where do I cop?" <laughs> and underneath, he said, "Gap." <laughs> <laughs> it's just so silly, but I fucking died, dog. I was rolling. <laughs> I I'll say this like that's the first time I've even thought about the gap in in like t- ten years or so probably so oh, it yeah it no worked it worked for them I guess right no, they, prob- no they probably knew like it's it's one of those things where they know they they probably like weigh the pros and cons and they're like well most people are gonna get really mad about this but they're gonna quote tweet it and everyone is gonna see the gap logo uh, and so even though it's people quote tweeting it to make fun of it or say how stupid it is you're still gonna get hundreds of thousands of eyes on it, if not millions. No so like, and at least seven seven sweaters you sold from that. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw that tweet and I was like, man, I haven't bought a pair of chinos in a while. What's, uh, <laughs> what's going on? This is insane. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like the, the even the message of that made no sense because like that does kind of the whole like split shirt thing you get in sports sometimes, right? Where you'll see someone will make like, they call it a Franken jersey or whatever, where like half the jersey's one team and half the jersey yeah, the husband is a fan of one team and the wife is a fan of the yeah, other team. Yeah, they're like, the oh, worst, the worst thing in sports. Worst I hate oh, it. it's so yeah. brutal. 
Google. Just I, pick a side. It. Pick a team. It looks awful. It looks so bad. But, but like parents, there's parents. Oh my god, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go, you go. I was gonna say there's there's parents who have kids that's playing on either team and they they, they, they do that right. stupid shit. I would yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I, just to support the kid who's better at the sport. Just go to the kid who's better. <laughs> I will wear your jersey, son, when your team wins more. It yeah. is what it is. <laughs> that's how you know. Yeah, that's how you know it's like uh with, <laughs> which kid is loved more, which kid is better. It's like, well, and the kid doesn't know. They're like both looking up at the box with the family in it, and then the family's all wearing the one brother's jersey. The other brother's like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I'll wear I'll wear the jersey of the last whoever last one that's yeah. So, <laughs> yeah that's smart i like that you I, want me to wear your jersey win <laughs> i don't like but so i don't like it in sports but i can at least sort of get it where it's like i cheer for two teams i want to show that i cheer for two teams i would never do it i think it sucks but i i at least understand the the message behind it whereas like the gap thing was basically saying like wear this shirt that it, you're a republic like it's basically advertising being a centrist or like having no yeah. Stake exactly. in the you're like well you know we're just all everybody's American so it's, we just go half and half like whatever it's no it's no comment personified yeah yeah, yes, yeah. exactly it, it, it was like, it, it was very funny to see all of the replies to it and all of the quote tweets were like uniformly negative like I don't think I saw a single person being like you know what this is a great move by the Gap uh, <laughs> trying to bring, bring the country together bring like, the country gets great move great move yeah. Yeah. Aside yeah, from the one guy who wanted to cop it that you, That's uh, that true. you replied to. <laughs> yeah. You just like the way it looked, you know? Because that's yeah. the thing too, is like people wouldn't know. Like, so they sell it, you buy it, and then like two weeks from now, you're walking down the street in a half red, half blue gap sweat. No one's gonna be like, Hey, damn, is that the that's the Republican Democrat thing? <laughs> yeah. I saw that. That's cool. You you cheer on both sides. <laughs> you know, they would just be like, Oh, that's the ugliest gap sweater I've ever seen. That would be the only uh the only Bruh, thing. Yeah. I'm still dying at the reply. It's just so, it's just so honest. It's like, yo, where, do, where how can I cop? And you're like, where can I cop? Gap. Yeah. I mean, pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. I don't know why I lost it at that. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Man. That was a nice, uh, it worked out well for us because someone saw you tweet that and then they were a fan of the show and they're like, oh, you guys got to get Harry in on the show. And we're like, Okay, yeah, we'd yeah, love to have you on this yeah. one. Here we are. Twitter is real life, man. Twitter is real. It life. is. That's what we I, always say. I mean, we can't believe, you know, we've had some, you know, for just two idiots from Vancouver, BC, we've had some pretty big guests on the show. And yeah, I've gotten like never... multiple jobs through Twitter. It's like, it's insane. It rules. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. a real thing, man. Yeah. It is real. Uh, Stefan, what's going on on your social media? Well, this is sort of an update from, from last week. Uh, Aaron, I don't know if you saw uh, that the Trump campaign set up a voter fraud hotline that people, <laughs> people could call uh, uh, with, with tips uh, if, if they saw voter fraud. Uh, and so a lot of people prank called it, myself included. We played one of the prank calls last week. Uh, I called them a few more times. It was very fun, very cathartic. Um, and an article came out from the Daily Beast sort of detailing exactly what was going down in the, the war room, in, in, the, in the, the call uh, center. Uh, and it's basically as funny and as bad as you, as you would expect. So they shut the call line down uh, since we last talked about this. Uh, they got like no voter fraud tips uh, <laughs> because I, I said this last week, like going into that, like what is the best case scenario? The best case scenario is that you get some insane old man 
who thinks he saw voter fraud because someone like dropped a ballot on the ground and like picked it up funny. Like that's the best case scenario there. Cause it's like, it's not happening. Uh, and so, and what are you going to do? You're going to go send someone to the, the middle of nowhere to like investigate it. Like it's just not happening. Uh, and so if you, if you read the article, uh, it says basically exactly that. Uh, that for every three or four hours uh, of pranking endured, staff estimated that they get roughly one caller with an earnest, maybe promising tip, uh, which is essentially what I, I, I said. I was like, I'm, I'm, my guess is, yeah, three to four hours of just prank calls, people playing, uh, you know, fart sound effects, uh, just, just toilet humor and just driving them insane. And it, it, one thing that, that occurred to me uh, was like, I wonder if, because the people manning the phones were like paid members of Trump staff and like the Trump campaign. And so I wonder if like they were given that job as like punishment, because I feel like there's no <laughs> way that's like going to be a pleasant thing to go through. And so uh, like by the end of it, so I think it was it was up for about a week and early on, they would just hang up on you when you pranked them. And then by the end of it, they were they were reading your phone number back to you. And I was calling with a spoofed phone number, of course. Uh, but they would read your phone number back to you and be like, uh, just so you know, the Secret Service is monitoring these calls, uh, which is like expressly like untrue uh, and, and just came across as as like sort of someone sat them down and they were like, OK, here's what you say to get people to stop calling. You read their phone number back to them and you say the Secret Service is listening. And we know the Secret Service wasn't listening uh, because nothing is going to happen. A and B, they were all off getting coronavirus, apparently, because like 200 of them <laughs> tested positive. <for> it. <laughs> so well, it was it, it was just a very, very unintimidating thing. The Secret Service was like, and well, yeah. And also if if the call line is for voter fraud, isn't that what they would be focusing on? If voter fraud is a real thing, aren't they, shouldn't they be focusing on the voter fraud aspect of it and not the prank call aspect? Like how much free time do they have on their hands? You they, know? They're pivoting from voter fraud to phone call fraud. Yeah. Yeah. It's I a mean, weird. It's it, uh, to me too. It feels like <laughs> use the FBI or like use a thing where people know that that's, that they have like centers across America. Like, I don't know that well, much the Secret Service, American... the Secret Service does. They do, they do investigations. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, they really me, do. I yeah. just thought the Secret Service was just to protect the president. So I, to me, it was like, well, what are they, they're busy. What are they going to do? It, it is, but they'll do like investigations across the country. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Then <clears> yeah. My, I, I, re, I retract my point and I will present <laughs> a new point uh, that the vibe of it really feels like uh, when you get a notice from a debt collector for like a parking ticket. No question. Like you're, yeah. you're like, they're not going to, what are they going to really? The debt collector is going to come after me for this $100 <laughs> parking ticket. I didn't pay two years ago. Okay. I'll fucking see you at my front door. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. You can send yeah. whatever. I, I love that. I've gotten like two. There's like one parking company in Vancouver that will, if you don't pay the ticket within a couple months, you'll get a letter from this, like, and it'll have some like very official sounding name, you know, it'll be like, Oh, Canadian national debt collect. <laughs> like they try to make it sound like it's somehow tied to the police or the government or whatever. Like, There's no one's going to come here for that amount. Of money. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I'll, I'll just say like, like, you know, for the last four years, like we're up here in Canada, obviously, but we're online all the time and we, we see all the shit that's going on. Uh, and you know, it's uh, the Trump, 
uh, support, uh, you know, creed is is very much fuck your feelings, right? And so yeah. when you hear quotes from Trump staffers who are who are saying it's misery, it's one of the worst ways to end a campaign that you could think of. I mean, it does feel a little cathartic, you know, after four <laughs> years of just like insane bullshit. Um, yeah, it, I don't it's, know. It's, it is fun to see this uh, the the boat sinking. Yeah, sure. it's, it's great. But <laughs> I'm, not, yeah, I'm not gonna lie about that. Yeah, but that's a little update on uh, on the voter fraud uh, uh, war room uh, hotline, uh, voter fraud hotline. So, uh, I mean, hopefully they they bring it back because it was it really was a lot of fun, and it was something that I I was like looking into. Can we like Twitch stream this? And I was like, we probably can't. We probably can't stream ourselves live prank calling people but god damn that would be a lot of fun i don't know i think you're uh, i think you're you have some good grounds to do so man i i I looked into it so they are based in virginia which is a a one-party consent state and canada is one-party consent as well so that means as long as uh as long as i'm okay with it being recorded (laughs) it's totally fine so like that doesn't even make sense to me how do you make a law where you're like well as long as one party is fine with it like i don't know for anything on earth like uh you you can shoot someone with a gun as long as one of you is okay with yeah person it's like it doesn't make any sense i don't know but uh it it works for prank calling so yeah maybe maybe (laughs) if they bring it back that'll be something we stream on twitch but uh john your social media update well, mine is a little bit more of a, you know, just kind of a fun, just a fun one, I would say. Uh, obviously, those of you who are fans of Blocked Party know that we are, uh, you know, we we often check in on the website Cameo.com. Uh, Arian, are you familiar? Have they come after you to be on Cameo? They actually have multiple times. I, I'm not surprised. Uh, so yeah, we do. Uh, and you're a smart guy, so you're not on it. I assume <laughs> not on cameo. <laughs> yes. Nice. I love that. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, we, that's part of one of the bonus episode types we do as well. Arian is we, Stefan and I just review like really shitty cameos. We just, we find really bad ones and, and, um, yeah, it's not it's not great. A lot of them are from former NFL players slash coaches uh, and someone in this sort of vein uh, who we found on Cameo who might be uh, one of the dumbest people on earth. Uh, Tito Ortiz, uh, former MMA fighter who is now somehow uh, Stephanie he's a, he's he's a Huntington counselor. Beach city councilman, I think now. Yeah. yeah, so that's I mean, good for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I guess as part of his job as city councilor, uh, he was asked to speak to uh, the police force. Now, I don't know if this is in Huntington Beach or not. I would assume so, but he's wearing all black, so it's very serious. He's got his best black T-shirt uh, on and he's uh, in black <clears throat> coat and he's talking to some cops. And um, well, we'll just hear it first and then and then I will tell you what he's saying and then we can we can listen to it again. So go ahead, Dan, roll it. I know what you guys go through, and you guys are very thankful for your jobs. You know, you guys are citizens of India and law and order, right? So what he said okay. was, I know what you guys go through, and you guys are very thankful for your jobs. If it wasn't for you guys, our cities would be in law and order, right? What? 
Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's generally left. Yeah, yeah. That is, exactly. that's like 100 percent true. Yeah. yeah. We didn't know we didn't know that Tito was a cab, but yeah, it's so funny. Like he clearly meant to say, I know what you guys go through and we're very thankful that you do this job. If it wasn't for you guys, our cities would have no law and order. Uh, but yeah, I was saying this to Stefan before we got on the air is that like, I think Tito's one of those guys where he just starts talking and then he hopes by the time he's done talking, he's going to like get to where he is going. (laughs) He doesn't know exactly where he's going to end when he starts a sentence. He just hopes like the, the brain cells he has left will just jog a little bit enough to like get him there. And uh, this, I mean, it didn't really work out for him. He he sells like on, on his online shop, he sells like QAnon merchandise. Oh, does he? I'm fairly certain he does. Yeah. Uh, He has the, where, where we go all, we go one, uh, like the hashtag stuff. And like, Oh no. What's the, what is the, the last post I seen from Q? Cause I vaguely, I mean, I don't follow it at all, but I vaguely pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. And like one of the last ones I saw, like after this whole election thing was like, he said something along the lines of like, it's like, it's still like just gotta trust it or some stupid shit like that. I mean, that's what it is, right? It's just gonna they're they're just gonna keep going. It's they're gonna keep pushing it. Like it's like with any cult, you know. Well, here here uh, Doomsday is this specific date, and then it comes to pass and nothing happens, and it's like, uh oh, we actually read it wrong. It's actually three years from now. So you have to keep uh, <laughs> buying our merch and and paying for shit. You know, it's, gonna it's never gonna end. It's just never you know, gonna al- end. Along both of those lines, uh, did you see that um, the cameo of? Um, uh, Trump senior advisor, <clears throat> somebody trolled him and uh, he uh, they asked him to say that work sets you free. And oh, yeah, yeah, so work for people that don't know, work sets you free was on the gates of Auschwitz, a Nazi yeah. camp, yeah, where they killed Jewish people. And he was like, yeah, Work sets you free. And I'm like, How are you even not aware of that slogan? But like, yeah, the was that that was Corey Lewandowski, I think, right? Uh, what is his name? Because he's it. he's been tricked a couple times. I know uh, uh, a few months ago, someone got him to uh, help like potty train their kid and say no. uh, it's time it's time to make a big poopy in the toilet and just all this stuff. And it's like this is like a serious political guy, you know? And see, and see, and see, that's why I, I couldn't do cameo because I'm like, hold on, people are paying me to just say shit. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't need the money. And two, it's like, it just feels so like, I don't know, it feels like prostitution without like any kind of it, fulfillment on either end. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's not it's not worth the risk, right? Because you'll have, you know, you'll have people like us who are trying to trick people into saying stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and we're also looking at all of your public uh, cameos and uh, for a while, uh, cameos website code was so loose, you could drive a truck through it. And so one of our listeners actually made us a website where we could see every, not only could we see every cameo that was supposed to be private, uh, but we could also see the instructions that they left for the people. Uh, so we had like several episodes of our bonus where it was like these people making very weird and gross requests of, of people that they thought were private and they thought the video was private and us two like internet hooligans could find it and see it. So <laughs> um, yeah, you don't want to, yeah. you, uh, you, you want to stay far away from, yeah, they've yeah. since fixed it. But yeah, the idea, it's the idea that not only would you be doing the shout out, but then if they don't, 
make it private, <laughs> then you just whatever you said to like their mom for their birthday is just available just on online there forever. In public. Yeah, right. it's just super yeah. weird and and bad. But yeah, it's it, it's weird because I can see getting tricked a little bit. Like you know, you don't you just you get the notification on your phone. <clears throat> Someone says like, oh yeah, just say work sets you free or whatever. Like you're probably not thinking to yourself. Oh, maybe this was a, you know, a Holocaust message or, you know, I can see how you could get tricked from that perspective, but it's the people, it's the times when, yeah, he's like, think the like, does he seriously think that a parents want him to like help <laughs> potty train their kids? Like, how yeah. do you not just like put two and two together there? Like you don't, you exist on the internet. Like it's, you don't even have yeah. to be anywhere near weird, weird Twitter to figure out that like people are <laughs> fucking around online. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Um, speaking of fucking around online, let's move on to our block tail. What did you tweet? You brought receipts, Blocktail. Woo! No longer can see the post. It's a Blocktail. Woo! You probably deserved it. It's a Blocktail. Okay, Arian, this is the part of the show where we get you to talk about a time that you got blocked on the internet. Uh, what do you have for us, please? All right. So I get blocked for various political takes. I get blocked for, you know, a lot of sensitivity. But this was the funniest shit in the world and just was out of left field to me. So are you all aware of who Jerry Rice is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. A while back, he did one of the stupidest shits I have ever seen in my life. And he did a chicken commercial with Popeyes in the most sambo way possible in the most denigrating to black folk as you can possibly do and he wore that shit proudly and i just happened to comment on it in a, in a nice way on how fucking stupid this is <laughs> and uh he blocked me Jack got blocked by Jerry Rice. Wow. <laughs> and it's not it's not something from he he didn't tweet out. Like somebody had somebody, I guess, tagged him in the thread. Like I didn't at Jerry Rice, like, yo, this is stupid. But I was probably like, I don't even remember exactly what I said, but uh somebody somebody might have said, like, who's your uh favorite receiver of all time? Matter of fact, this is what happened. Somebody said, Who's your favorite receiver of all time? And I said Randy Moss. And they was like, not Jerry Rice. And then I posted a picture of him in the chicken outfit with the, with the taste mask as he, uh, I don't, if you guys haven't seen this commercial, please. No, I haven't watch seen it. it. It's like yeah. a fried chicken. Like it's like a helmet. It's like a football helmet. And then, and then the, and the bar in front is like made of fried chicken, right? Yes. And they called it a taste mask and he's fucking with so it's oh. the cringiest shit you could do in the oh, world. And so somebody asked me who my favorite receiver was. They was like, I said, Randy Moss. They said, not Jay Rice. And I posted a picture of him in the taste mask and that made its rounds. And all of a sudden I look up and I'm blocked by Jay Rice. I'm like, all right, bro. <laughs> and then later on, his niece was like arguing with me, <laughs> like, like, don't why, why are you judging him? I'm like, I'm not judging him. I was like, but that's demonstrably stupid. Uh, and she was like, he's he's learning in his own way, like some shit like that. I'm like, yo, this is a 50 year old man. Like, what do you, <laughs> if you think dressing up in chicken shit is cool? Then I think that's just how you are. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> Yeah, 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 learning is left to be done. Like, it is a weird thing too, where I think like you know a younger person would say like, oh, he doesn't really understand like online. Like, he doesn't really understand that people would get upset about this online. But it's like, 
Well, people can also get upset about it offline. Like just right. because you get called on shit now doesn't mean that like the action itself isn't shitty. Right. Exactly. And it's not like I'm, I don't like I'm pretty sure he's a great guy. I've met him one time, twice, maybe um, we never had no riffs or anything. But like when you do shit like that, uh, you just lend yourself open to like criticism from especially from black folks in America. It's like, dog, we have a long history with that. So you should probably check in with somebody around. Somebody around him doesn't love him if they let him do that shit. Yeah, and I think it, it did come a few months after he sort of called out Colin Kaepernick for kneeling as well. Oh, and I didn't so, even know that part. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I think like that coupled with with the fried chicken stuff, it was just like, okay, like what what is going on here? You know, this make this makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that's my that's my block story though. That's oh, great. I love that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I got I guess he's just trying to cash a check. I, I don't know. You'd think it, that's the other thing too, is you, cause you start to break it down. You're like, yeah, why wouldn't someone tell you this is a bad idea? And then maybe people did tell him it was a bad idea, but he's like, well, whatever. I just got to cash a check. And then you're, and then that's also very sad. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. yeah. And, and if that's the case, I, I, all I can do is put myself in your shoes. I would never do it. It didn't matter how broke I was. I would never do that. Especially because you're not just a regular, you're Jerry Rice, dog. Yeah. You're the second greatest receiver of all time because of that commercial now. But if you didn't do the commercial, you're the best. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I really do think Randy Moss was more talented, but Jerry Rice just had more longevity. But you're like one of the greatest receivers this game has ever seen, a a sports icon. Like, eight. A small level of self-awareness should tell you that I should probably not do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I mean, going back to the cameo stuff, it sort of reminds me of like, like this, it, uh, early on with cameo, uh, Brett Favre was tricked into doing a cameo for a white nationalist militia. Jesus. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, and, and then his solution after that was to raise his price by a couple hundred dollars. So <laughs> now it's only if the white nationalist militia has, you know, for money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they have $500, then he'll say whatever you want. Yeah. He, he correctly wow, predicted that a lot of these proud boys are broke and yeah. don't have enough money to buy a $500 cameo. <laughs> from Type cast in Nazis, bro. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, speaking of making mistakes on Twitter, we got a great listener block story this week as well. Uh, this one comes in from Ivan and it's kind of a simple one. You know, uh, sometimes we have more complicated block stories. This one is just kind of a fun little easy one. Uh, this is, uh, again from Ivan. He says, hi, early on in the pandemic, I was blocked by poison front man slash rock of love star, Brett Michaels on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brett had tweeted a picture holding up a sign in support for first responders that said, you rock our world. A R E instead of O U R. Uh, so mm. it says to all frontline and first responders. Thank you. You rock our world. A R E. And he, it's like, it's just on a piece of printer paper. Like he didn't write it. Like you could tell he didn't even write it. Yeah. Um, and he's just holding it up to the camera. So he deleted the picture and a couple minutes later, he reposted the same picture, but with proper grammar. Uh, I had a screenshot of the original tweet. So I responded with, we know what you did, Brett, to his correct <laughs> <laughs> Brett immediately blocked me and then hid my reply. Oh, that's 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 sensitive. You gotta let that one live. Hiding the reply too is like yeah. that's a step yeah, yeah, yeah. above the block. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're really involved. Like yeah. 
Yeah, you really don't want people to know your grammar is is not great. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, hey, go listen to Every Rose Has Its Thorn, available now on Spotify. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ivan, uh, for sending that in. If you want to send in a listener block, you can do so at blocked at blockedparty.com, or you can fill out the form on our website, and maybe we'll read it on the show. You can also donate to the show at Patreon.com/slash/blockedparty, where five dollars a month gets you access to three bonus episodes and one live show every month. We just had our first live show uh, behind the Patreon paywall this past uh, weekend with Chris Locke. It was a blast. The video of that will be up soon. This week, we've got a Trivia Party 3 is coming up. We've brought Meg Walls back on the show. We're going to play some trivia with uh, some great guests. And then we have the aforementioned conclusion of Blocked Party Dungeons & Dragons coming up later this month with Jamie Loftus and Branson Reese. So it's a great time to donate. You can head on over to Patreon and do that. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Blocked Party Pod. You can rate and review the show on iTunes. Subscribe like it, tell your friends. That always helps us. Uh, Arian, before we go, we always like to end the show with a top three suggested by our guest. Uh, do you have a topic for us, please? Yeah. Uh, so little unc- top three, what, just anything? The top anything. Three, anything. Yeah, yeah, we've so done we- like, you know, top three, like food you can get at the movies, top three candy bars, top, you know, whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to be food, but we do do a lot of food stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Got you, got you. So, so I suggest the topic and you tell me your top three. So and we'll go, we'll go, well. we'll go around. So you'll do your three. I'll, uh, number three, I'll do my number three. John does his number three, you do number two. We, we go in a circle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, so I picked the topic? Yeah. You do. All right. Sorry. You had to explain that to me. No, that's uh, okay. <laughs> um, let's do top three. You're probably already done a lot of this shit though. Let's do, let's do top three movies. Wow. Oh, just ever. I we, like we it. We actually we, have never done. We have not done movies. that. Yeah. Wow. You don't have enough. Movies. You don't have enough basic people on. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> we just have a lot of comedians on who want to do fucked up shit. Like, uh, <laughs> like uh, what? Like, uh, I think the, cra- the probably the craziest one is the Adam Christie one was if the ketchup was alive in your fridge, which three other things in the fridge would the ketchup want to fuck? I think was the mustard had to be one, right? <laughs> I think yeah, it was. I think, yeah. I think it had to be, it had to be yeah. unanimously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Aaron, what's your number three, uh, top movie? Uh, let's see. Number three, top movie is probably, Ooh, that's so tough. Let's go. Let's go just off the cuff. Cause I didn't expect I was going to say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go with um, the Matrix. It's a, it's a classic. It is a classic. It's a classic, and they're making they're making a fourth one as well. They are ma- they're making a, se- a sequel. So how? I I don't know, but I got a good feeling about it. I think right. uh, I think people, they'll I think they'll bounce back. The other sequels. Right? Yes. Yeah. Two uh, was weird as fuck. Three was okay. Yeah. But one was fucking gorgeous, bro. Oh one is great. God. Yeah. Two has like the albino twins. And, yeah, really like, weird. A lot of, like, of strange stuff. Yeah. Like gothic um, uh, metal music, which I don't mind, but it's like they they forced it in there. Like, yeah. It was you've, so got the, you've got the French guy in the restaurant who gives yeah. uh, the lady an orgasm with a cake. I mean, that was. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was weird. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, my number three. This is tough. You know, I think I'm going to go with uh, with a comedy that I absolutely love. Uh, I saw this in in theaters opening night with my buddy. We were the only people in the theater back in 2010. Uh, And this is MacGruber, uh, which is based on 
uh, the, the SNL uh, character, uh, Will Forte, uh, uh, Kristen Wiig is in it as well. Powers Booth, one of his final roles. Extremely, extremely funny movie. Just very, very stupid. Um, and and just does not try to be serious uh, at any point throughout the movie. And I, I watch it like once a year and just piss myself laughing uh, every time. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, you owe it to yourself to watch McGruber. I'm a, I'm going to check that out. I've never even heard of it. It's it's very, very funny. John? Um, well, uh, Arian, you don't know this about me, but of course our listeners do. Uh, I don't really watch movies. I'm one of those uh, pieces of shit. Uh, not a movie guy, but... Uh, those guys. I know these are very disapproving. It's okay. I mean, you're one of those guys that drink tea with your pinky up. That's what it feels like. Oh, yeah, he is. Well, kombucha, yeah, not tea. Don't drink alcohol Co- either. Kombucha. No. Oh, what a... <laughs> I don't want to talk anymore. It's just me and you, Stefan. We do. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is my worst nightmare. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I do. Yeah, kombucha with the, with my pinky up. No question about it. And I talk about the notes. Oh, there's real notes of oak in here. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> no my okay. So my number three, man, this is hard. It's hard not to just make it all three Toy Story, but um, I will say my number three. It, it, for me, when I talk, when I think favorite movies, it's just ones I want to watch again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, cause I'm, I'm very, I, I very rarely will watch a movie a second time. So I'll say my number three is uh, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Good That's choice. Yeah, you dug That's in f- the, you dug in the Scrabble bag for that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun movie. Well, uh, as does have a Z in it, Arians, and that's worth ten. So I, I do like taking the Scrabble bag, no question. But yeah, it, it's one being a high school English teacher and a substitute. It's a movie I see once or twice a year at least, uh, and it's just fantastic. It's just such an awesome Shakespeare adaptation and uh, killer soundtrack, and great, uh, yeah, great movie. So that's my number three. Your number. I two, agree. That, that's a, that's amazing. That was an amazing movie. I agree. Thank you. Um, my number two. I'm caught on the fence, but. Uh, I'm going to have to go. God, there's so many I love. I, I, I watch a lot of movies. Um, but I think I'm going to have to go with... Uh, I have to go with Life by uh, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. And just one of the funniest movies ever. Yeah. To Hell me. yeah. That's a great choice. Thank I love you. it. Uh, <laughs> I, this is tough. This is really tough. Because also... <laughs> Our our listeners will get mad at us no matter what we choose. Oh, so I'm just be, yeah. I'm trying to like lessen the damage. Uh, you won't. There's always well. What about well? Fuck it. You make a yeah. list, bro. It's just my list. It's gonna. It's yeah. It's gonna be tough. I also feel like my my number one is Forrest Gump. Oh, uh, I, I think people will respect that maybe, but no, they won't. They no, won't. It's, it's a good. It's a good movie. <laughs> like good movie though, man. It's a good movie. It's not my number one. Don't I, worry. But I, I feel like my my top three. The, the thing is, my top three like changes all the time. So one hundred percent, one hundred percent. This is just today. Oh yeah, a lot of it is just like recency bias. Uh, I've watched this movie like three times in the last like four years. It's a very slow paced movie, but and it's a very slow burn, but it like pays off so well. And John, I don't think you would like this movie. This is not a John movie, I don't think. But what it's is, what is a John movie? No, that's right? true. But it's no, uh, no John movies. It's a uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, uh, which oh. is which is like a, a British uh, spy movie set during the Cold War, 
almost, almost like a period piece, really. Just set it set in like the seventies in, in England. Uh, very like moody and atmospheric. Very slow moving. You have to watch it a couple times to really see what's going on because it is like it's very complicated as well. But a lot of great performances from a lot of really great British actors. I think three of two of my top three movies might be British now that I think about it, which I think people are going to get pissed at, but it's a really Hardy's in this. Okay. okay. Yeah. He it's, it's a really, really, uh, uh, great movie. Uh, and I mean, I might watch it tonight. Honestly, this is getting me in a movie mood for sure. John Bezos is in it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, my number two, uh, you know, both of you guys have selected comedies and I think, You know, anytime you're making a top movie list, you got to have a comedy in there. And for me, again, another very eminently rewatchable movie. My number two is Super Bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I could just watch it at any time. Remind. It, it's just, it's both a very funny movie, but also I'm a huge sucker for nostalgia. And I feel like the way that Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill act in that movie is the exact way that I acted when I was a teenager, minus the like drinking part. But well, and it's rest- very much like set in Vancouver too, really. Totally, like it's totally. it's like based on you know Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg growing up in Vancouver. So. Exactly. So to me, it. it's home for that uh, reason, and it's just yeah, it's so funny. It's a movie I could watch anytime, anywhere. And Stefan, you talk about going to the theater. <clears throat> Seeing super bad in theaters was like a transcendent experience where the yeah. whole theater was just losing their mind and and loving it. So that's my number two. That's a great choice, Darian. Yeah. Number one. Yeah, um, I didn't see Super Bad till I was like an adult, like in my twenties. Uh, good movie though, funny yeah. stuff. All right, so my number one, I think it's either going. Uh, all right, I'm just gonna settle on it. It is what it is right now. Uh, Inception. Yeah, oh, okay. I love that movie, man. Inception is just I don't know. Everything about the movie is so dope. It's a good time. It's a good time. The one thing I don't like about it, my, my friend always brings this up, our friend uh, Jesse, friend of the pod, is that uh, Leo's wife is named Maul. And that always just like throws me off because he's just like, yelling Maul. Name. And it just sounds like he's, he's saying the word Maul. But other than that, it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. I, uh, I, true to form, all five movies that you two have mentioned, I have not seen. Are you, you've never wow. seen Inception? Oh. <laughs> watch just watch it tonight do your watch a movie tonight john do your do your one movie of the year and watch it tonight in in honor of arian coming on the show i think i probably have to don't i okay. tweet me your review okay i will i will all right <laughs> uh my number one uh i was i was going back and forth on a couple here uh but john when you mentioned the theater experience i had to do this one and this is the funniest movie i've ever seen in theaters this is and and just like uh, an experience that I, I will never forget is seeing Jackass 3D in theaters <laughs> on opening night, like sold out. Everyone is just like baked out of their minds and just like losing it. And it, it's it's every part of that movie is hilarious. But especially there's I mean, there's one specific prank where when you see it, you're like, OK, like this is already the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's early on. I think it might even be the first prank. And it's the big uh, it's called the high five and it's the huge hand uh that slams into the doorway and knocks people over and when they have aaron mcgahee holding the tray of soup and it slams into and breaks the tray of soup in half like people were legitimately like you you hear this saying but people were legitimately rolling in the aisles laughing like i have never laughed that hard in my life uh and so i gotta go it was between jackass 2 and jackass 3d i gotta go jackass 3d because they did step it up a bit but that's my number one nice yeah i mean the jackass yeah the jackass movies in theaters were just incredible so good such a great experience um okay my number one i already i teased it a little bit but i am 
the only movie genre I will see every movie in is cartoons, animated movies. Uh, so my number one is Toy Story 2. Uh, I think that's the best of the yeah. Toy Story movies. I agree. That's a, that's, a, that's a hot take amongst Toy Story fans, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> you think so? What would you? What, I'm where, sorry. what would you go with number? Like, what would you say is the best Toy Story movie? This one. might be a hot take, actually. No. Either one or the last one. They oh, they, oh, they wow. have got they, they have they have, they have gotten progressively better each time out, and that's why Toy Story is so successful because every single one is good. It's really good. The story, like usually, like the story loses you, and you're like, all right, you're reaching here, or all right, you're doing too much with the dialogue. Every single one is its own universe, and it carries its own weight, and it's it's. Beautifully done, every single one. The last one, the last Toy Story. Let me get off my Toy Story uh, uh, <laughs> plight here. But the last Toy Story was the only animated series. I take that back. This is two, and it might just be because I'm sensitive nowadays. But when I when I watched it, you know that little lump in your throat, right? You know when you're about to cry. Mm. Dog, seeing seeing Andy go to college and he gave Woody away. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Tear that, was, that was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm Pixar, sorry. I mean, have you have you seen have you seen Up Arian? I have seen Up. Yeah, and that's like the first like seven minutes of that movie are like the yep. most devastating Sad. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Sad <laughs> shit. It, we, I was having this conversation the other day. Dog, if you look at all of our children's story, they're all sick. They're all twisted, <laughs> twisted as hell. It's like the parents are dead. The uncle kills the dad. The you get kidnapped. <laughs> this was the funniest one. Was Beauty and the Beast? Oh yeah. Oh god. Bro. Yeah. <clears throat> Bro, that's the weirdest shit in the world when you look at it outside of the context of like we're watching a cartoon for kids. Oh yeah. So well, so, so dude wanders onto a property. A a beast says oh you want to walk on my property well you stay in here in my dungeon now you kidnap him his daughter comes and searches for him she ends up getting kidnapped so well let me let me trace like one of y'all got to stay in my dungeon and he's like all right well take me and she says take me and so he's like all right fuck it i'll tell i'll kidnap you instead lets the father go that night that she gets kidnapped He's frustrated. She won't come have dinner with him. Like it's the weirdest shit in the world. Like he was like, uh, he was like, come down for dinner, and uh, and and she's like, no, go away. And he's like, oh, why is she like this? And I'm like, bro, you just stole her. Like you just, it's the weirdest shit in the world. All Disney movies are like this. I don't under for the life of me, I don't understand how we just kind of like normalize it, but they're all like heavy social. Maybe I just think too much about it. I got too much time. Oh, no, no, you're I mean, right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Beauty and the Beast is fucked up because it started as like an erotic fairy tale. Like the whole, yeah. like the, the original version of Beauty and the Beast is essentially like promoting bestiality. Like that's kind of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Beastly man who just like takes this little princess and has his way with her. And it's like a very, I didn't even realize that either, but I took a, I took a children's literature course in university that was like exploring early children's lit where they were like first starting to like actually write stories directed at children. And we read the first version of beauty and the beast and it is nuts. It's crazy. Like, yeah, you know, this erotic fairy tale (laughs) where like beast man, like, has his way with this like t- fragile princess. We can make that into a kid's movie for sure. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll just have a burly Frenchman sing a couple songs. 
the prince will be super hot once he gets transformed back into a human and everyone will be cool. You know, it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. It's and they were right. White. Yeah. Yeah. So it worked. Yeah. They're like, let's see if, is, if Peebo Bryson is singing in this thing, I'm in baby. I'm in all the way, you know, <laughs> says everything about us. <laughs> I love seeing people get kidnapped. It's so fun. <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you so much, Arian, for uh, joining us on the show this week. It was an absolute pleasure to have you before we go. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, I guess you follow me on socials, man. Um, what is my social? So my Twitter is at Arian Foster. Uh, Twitter wouldn't let me change it. My Instagram is at Bobby Fino. Uh, I got a music project coming. Uh, I stream on Twitch where I talk politics and I play games and shoot the shit with random people. Uh, that's just uh, twitch.tv slash Bobby Fino. Um, yeah, man, I'm just out here enjoying life, man. Awesome. Well, thank you awesome. so much for yeah. joining us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening. Uh, you can follow the show again on Instagram and Twitter at Block Party Pod. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash block party. We'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.